No wonder this book has a lot of details in here. Wow. Who would have thought that one of the producers spent a decade at Marvel Studios? Kevin Feige. Very, very, very interesting. Mm. Oh! <laughs> oh, Sorry. shit, cameras. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit, oh. shit. Recording's on. Okay, we didn't realize that. Oh, did, didn't see you guys there. Hey, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so happen to find this recording, and welcome to the Marvel Men Podcast, where a bunch of us nerds talk all things related to the MCU 24-7, 365. I'm your host, Alex DiCarlo, joined by my comrade, Zach Benicillo. Greetings. And Mr. Tommy DeVito. What's up? And no, I am not the football player. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you did you did you just come back from a Giants game uh, this past weekend? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't me. Or was it? It was it's Tommy. Funny, actually, it's funny because I actually ran into somebody the other day. It was like, oh, like at a rehearsal, this one guy. So like, oh, Tommy, how come you're not playing better? I go, what? It took me a second to realize. Oh wait, he's talking about the football guy, the guy in the Giants. Gabagool, <laughs> over here. Oh my god. God, I love that scene from The Sopranos. First off, on well, first of all, first of all, everyone, Happy New Year! I hope you all had a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy yeah, and New Year! It's twenty twenty four now. Twenty twenty four. Yep. Yeah, we are now officially in twenty twenty four, and uh, we also want to say thank you so much for tuning into into the past year of, of the Marvel Men podcast. We we never even thought we would make it this far. Yeah, honestly, we didn't know what we honestly, we didn't know what was happening. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah. And, and you know it's funny because before before we before we started recording, I was actually giving the guys a, a quick read of this uh of this pretty cool book that I was reading recently called uh, The Reign of Marvel Studios, which is pretty cool though. Nice. Anyways, but enough about the book, guys. Don't we have something to get into to kickstart twenty twenty four? Yes. So twenty twenty three ended with starting on December twenty second. Twenty second. Yes. One second. What if season two great gray star screens on Disney Plus with one episode coming out every day? And honestly, I think for what if that freaking works because it's an anthology series like that. Yeah, and a new episode every day. That's pretty good. Yeah. Can't say no to that. Yep. Mm -mm. So today's gonna Can't be a review no. for what if season two. So this episode, like last sorry, not to so the season, like last season had nine episodes. Also, season three was supposedly confirmed. Okay, cool. Hopefully we get some interesting scenarios. So so the episodes we have is, what if Nebula joined the ne joined the Nova Corps? What if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? What if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? What if Kahori reshaped the world? What if Hela found the Ten Rings? What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? And what if Strange Supreme intervened? Hmm... Interesting. Mm. Hmm. So, what do we think about this season? Would you guys think it was better than the first season, worse, or same? Hmm. I'd say about the same, honestly. Me too. Yeah, same. I mean, there were some episodes that, that I really liked. Yeah, like, like what would you guys' top three episodes of the season? Your top three. If you had to pick three, say so you that you that you, that you like the most, which one? I was gonna say, you, you want to start off, Zach? Okay, top three. Um, sixteen oh two. Uh, who? Kahori, and uh, 
Oof, the last one. Strange Supreme intervening. Wasn't planning on saying this, but one more thing. Okay. The Hydra Stomper. Oh. oh, now that's a good one. That was a good one. My top three is, I'm just going to the order that they came out here. There's no random order. It's just the order that they were released. Or the, the days, I mean. What if Peter Quill attacked Earth Mighty's first Mightiest Heroes? What if Kahori reshaped the world? And what if the Avengers assembled in 1602 with an honorable mention of what if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? Only just because that episode was actually supposed to be in season one. That was the episode that was cut. That's where Gamora from the finale just showed up. But I think that Gamora was barely in this episode, making me think, why did the Watcher choose her? And what were they doing on Nidavellir? So I feel like wasn't satisfying enough of an ending, but it just made me realize how much I loved Iron Man and miss him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like when he called Korg Mount Rushmore or the Grandmaster, the Wizard of Oz, or said that he was like, oh, yo, yo, Amazing Technicolor Dreamco, which is a reference to the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamco, which is like the story of Joseph from the Bible. Oh, yeah. And, and it's funny how you mention it because uh, when Tony Stark mentioned the Grandmaster as the Wizard of Oz, here's it just makes perfect sense because Jeff Goldblum is actually going to be playing the Wizard of Oz in uh, in Wicked. Wicked Part 1 and 2 of the movies, yeah. So I, I think that was Ed. I don't know. Here's the thing is, though. I, I don't know if Jeff Goldblum had been cast already as the Wizard when they... Because this episode was supposed to come out in 2021 with season one. So it makes me... Th and they cut it because I guess they... Because they needed time to, to either... For either that one or the Ultron one. And they went with the Ultron one because that's the one people wanted. So, so yeah, but I'm just saying, like, so I don't know if that was that, but that was that was a hell of a coincidence, or if they added that in last minute. But yeah, mm-hmm. What are your top so, three? You know, that is a good question because I mean, some of the episodes were really good, but if I had to pick three, I would have to say the uh, the Kahori episode, which oh, okay. was something I really enjoyed. Same. It, yeah, it really, it really, it really took a different spin. On a, on a few different things, and I I wouldn't mind seeing uh, this character return in live action. Same, because yeah. basically, for anyone who's seen like the MCU this entirety, and you didn't know that this was going to be happening, like I knew this was happening going into it. It was announced, but if you someone who just views it, you don't keep up with like the news and the fandoms. Really, it's sort of like where you had no clue this episode. It's like, who the hell is Kahori? What what when the hell did this happen? Did I miss something? No, you didn't miss anything. She's an original character created for the show, and I have to say, I freaking loved it. Her, I loved her episode. I it was it was nice seeing her again in the finale, and I hope we see her in live action. My guess, Shang Chi too would make the most sense, just because yeah. World and Tallow seem very similar to me. Now that now that is something I can get behind. Yeah. Now. So that's uh, so that's one of my top three. Uh, number two would probably number two would have to go to the uh, to the Captain Carter Hydra Stomper sequel, which I which I will admit it was a great second installment to to this to this timeline where Peggy Carter became Captain Britain or Captain Carter in this timeline. Captain, Carter, so. Captain Britain's a separate character. CC. Yeah, we call CC. Yeah. And I really liked how they followed it up, but uh, but there, but just one small thing that they that they that that didn't like sit well with how was how they utilized the red room. 
Yeah, Melina being the one in charge of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, my, my, my third favorite episode is, of course, the 1602 episode. Yes. I love that twist. The whole, oh, it was Steve Rogers was the one. But also, that one had the most amount of MCU actors in it. Voice oh series. yes, definitely, and uh, and of course, uh, I've actually actually have two honorable mentions, and first one is of course uh, Iron, the one with Iron Man and the Grandmaster. That's a good one. And the second one, my second honorable mention would have to be the uh, the Avengers uh, at Christmas time, where I will admit it, it it was just it was from what I've seen of the episode, it was like I think it was like Happy a, Holiday like Christmas. A of, of Die Hard, of Die Hard. Die Hard, yes, I know. Avengers. I understood the Die Hard yeah. reference. Yeah, but I, I didn't think it was notice. Like a reference to Die Hard, but I don't but know. I did. That was actually my least favorite episode, believe it or not. Mm. Really? The only one was because, like, because it was hard for me to figure out when this took place. But I have to think that it was it was Christmas 2014 because they were in Avengers Tower at that point, and the events of Age of Ultron hadn't happened. But also, like, just more because, like, we hadn't seen Justin Hammer since iron man 2 or heard about from him he's rumored to be making a comeback in armor wars but that's only a rumor the only thing we know is the only story we know for that is roadie roadie learning of like tony's death because he was a because he was in that pod because well the scrolls pretending to be him since 2016 and that it had been like 12 years but yeah we don't know anything about justin hammer and also i think the whole him getting happy getting affected with like the hulk blood i don't know this that was just weird like, like yeah, the, yeah, that's, a little and, bit that, and that's why that episode is not amongst uh, my my top three. And also, his design is like when you had like a Hulk form. Was that supposed to be a reference to a bomb in the comics, like the Blue Hulk? Uh, that's what he kind of looked like. Uh, looked like Rick Jones, aka a bomb. You know, when I first looked at it, I'm just like, yeah, it's giving me similarities to that. Is it? It's what it reminded me of a little bit. He's basically a bomb is like a, is like a Blue Hulk in the comics. Is like a Blue Abomination. Essentially, that's what I can describe him. And, and the other thing is, we really haven't even seen Rick Jones in the MCU, like, at all. Heck, we've had Thunderbolt Ross, but he hasn't been Red Hulk yet. So, like, we've only seen Hulk, Smart Hulk, and I guess that's about it. Oh, and She-Hulk. Yep. I kind of wanted to see them use Maestro at some point, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's that's like a completely different story to tell. I mean, yeah. Anyways, back on the rails. Yeah, back on the rails. Were, that I thought were okay. It could have been a little better. Um, on the Nebula and the Nova Corps, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it's like, like okay, it's like what if Ronan like betrayed Thanos? Okay, but like I kind of wanted to see more of that than Nebula and the Nova Corps. I don't know. It's just weird, especially since we haven't seen the Nova Corps and we know they were killed off screen in Infinity War when Thanos decimated Xandar and got the Power Stone. And like, 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 where was the Power Stone in that episode? You know, that is a good question. Yeah, where was Peter Quill? Where was all that stuff? Like, I don't know. Where was Captain Marvel? There's like so many questions. Anyway. Yeah, there was that. Um, Hela finding the Ten Rings. That was okay, but I feel like it felt like just the first Thor movie, but with Hela instead of Thor. Like even whoever wields his crown, may they know mercy, shall possess the power of Hela. 
Wow. Um, also, like, I like the parallels here. Yeah, mm-hmm. although I like the whole thing with, like, sh- with the, the Mandarin and everything with the Ten Rings. But I, I kind of want to see how he use the Ten Rings. But, uh... Like, when it said, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? I thought it was maybe on her conquest. What if she found the Ten Rings before Wenwu could? That's what I thought this episode was going to be about. So, it really just felt like a retelling of the first Thor movie, but with Hela subbed in for Thor. Like, I liked her white armor at the end and how she got immersed. I'm like, oh, if I'm going to tell this, gonna, okay, she's going to... She likes to, and it happens with the ten ring. She's gonna know. She's gonna be. She's gonna find mercy, and then she's gonna be able to wield the crown again. Oh yeah, was... yeah. And the I finale felt that... like could have been a little better. Yeah, I mean, the I think the finale was like a meh. Really, just because like Strange Supreme, like he was trying to re, like to rebirth his universe. First of all, one, if an incursion happens, that means that could happen to any Earth. And two, did he like he learned basically nothing then from the his episode in the finale, like of what happens. Also, Captain Carter getting once again another Captain Carter thing. We see Peggy Carter four times, three times it's the same Captain Carter from season one. Like we see she gets the infinity stones, infinity armor, Hella's crown, and and um Odin's spear, which I think in Norse mythology is called Gunganir, I think it's called. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. too overpowered, and then like Strange Supreme. It's too OP. And him sacrificing okay. himself. I don't. I didn't really like the whole idea of him sacrificing himself, just because like. So basically, you still brought your world back, but at your cost. I'm just saying, and also, like I like the Watcher, at the end, but also like, like we see Yggdrasil at the end of the finale. And the Watcher is viewing it. So makes me wonder, where's the Watcher then? Oh yeah, the the multiversal tree. Yeah, because like we know Loki is in there. Mm-hmm. Does Loki know about the Watcher? You know, that is a good question. Because it seems like Loki and the Watcher essentially have the same job, except Lo- I think that Loki can intervene more than the Watcher could. The Watcher just has to watch it and can only intervene if it's important <laughs> under a certain circumstance, but. That also makes the question of why didn't Loki intervene with Infinity Ultron? There's just a lot of things that make sense to me. So many possibilities. Yeah, I feel like there's... I wish there was a little bit more of a connection. Yeah. But I was actually thinking, like, for a possible what-if, I know, and I know this is going to get, like, a lot of people talking, and I've been thinking about it for quite a while now, but you guys remember... uh, the ending of Avengers Infinity War, right? Yeah. When Thanos snapped his fingers and half the population disappeared. What if the other half was snapped? Yep, you read oh, my mind. That I want to see. I want to see some timelines where Thanos won. Like, all the possibilities. But also, let's talk about something like, like, I think it's the elephant in the room, Kahori, our new character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if... I gotta, I gotta tell you, when I first saw Kahori on... On what episode was it? Episode six? Six. 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 That's right. Like they That's announced right. her like yes. months before that she'd be new. Like I remember seeing like the concept art for her. I'm like, okay, we'll see how this is. But then like I liked how it was set in like four in like the 1400s within like the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's this is a great way of uh, at, at going into like into into more parts of our into more parts of history. I know because like I like that because like. I like how they also use like Ronan, not Ronan. I'm sorry, Odin, 
sending the test back to Earth earlier, but like I feel like how did Surtur come to Asgard earlier? Like and like when did the test rack when did Odin send the test rack to Earth? Because like I like the okay. But I think the whole idea with like Kahori and everyone on Sky World, there was also it was very I actually found this out. It reminded a lot of people of like Avatar and everything. James so Cameron's Avatar Avatar. was based off of Native American culture. And so was this episode. Yeah, James it actually Cameron. collabed with like a Native American like studios to for this episode. James Cameron. Yeah. I just love also Kahori's powers. She got them from the Space Stone. They made a lot more sense than Captain Marvel's powers from the Space Stone. Yep. Because like, because then again, if you think about it, like when it comes to acquiring powers of an infinity stone, it does it doesn't have to be like which stone it is, as long as it's tied to said stone. Like like the reason why you're not gonna hey, well, what about Wanda Wanda and Pietro? Their powers weren't tied to the Mind Stone. Well, keep in mind they're also X Men in the comics. They're mutants. They're the children of Magneto. So I and Wanda didn't set up. Wanda always had magic, so the Mind Stone just unlocked their mutant genes, and that was probably in their like subconscious that they yeah. didn't know they had. So that's what the Mind Stone did. Didn't give them their powers. It awoken them. It awoke them. Oh, but which vision which actually, powers made sense because the Mind Stone. But which actually, what if it's not just the Mind Stone? What if it's all the Infinity Stones? What do you mean? You know that you know that unlocks. Uh... Oh, interesting. I mean, because because think about it. Now that now that I think about it, there, there's a certain possibility of how of how they could potentially bring the X Men into the MCU, and it doesn't have to be just the multiverse. You like when Thanos snapped his fingers the first time around, it he created a. There were four snaps with the stones on Earth. Oh, not on Earth. So, what if those four snaps spread across the entire Earth, and somehow oh, some the people, and some people, and then again, like some of the blasts from the from the Infinity Stone snaps, activated some of the people's mutant genes. Interesting. Oh. I thought it was, that's an interesting theory. Not gonna lie. And what if that results in some in some of the X Men appearing in the MCU? As we, uh, you know, as we think they should be. Well, we know mm -hmm. we have Wolverine confirmed. Yes. We have well, we know Hugh Jackman will be back via Deadpool three, and we're already starting to tease mutants in the MCU already. I thought that maybe just the way when Secret Wars and everything ends with the multiverse, that like there's gonna be like a soft reboot on Earth six one six, and then they're gonna say, "Oh, the X Men were always on this timeline." Yeah, I was gonna say, what if what if that is the starter up for that? But then after Secret Wars, have that just be like, oh, this, oh, this, oh, mutants have been here this whole time. That's probably what I assume they were gonna do. Or, or there's another theory. What if mutants were in the MCU this whole time from the very beginning since Iron Man came out, but they all hid in the shadows, and due to Professor X using Cerebro. That could make sense, but the thing is, though, it also then, then you would also would have had then the, the mutants and the Eternals both all on Earth, not interfering with like you know the alien invasion, the Shatari invasion, Ultron trying to wipe out the Earth, and Thanos. Mm. I don't, either way, back on the rails here because, like, anyways, back on the rails, what back on the rails. Like, Kahori's powers made sense because she had super speed. Space Stone, you're moving faster in space. 
flying makes sense. Telekinesis makes sense because you're moving things through space. Blast stuff makes sense because you're, again, in, in, a, in a way. Captain Marvel's powers made no sense coming from the Space Stone. Nah. So I think that, like I said, Captain Marvel's power should have come from the Power Stone, and she should have been the, the one to put it on Morag so nobody could find it. So Peter. Yeah, Fletcher, I was going to say the same thing, though. I mean, the Power Stone would have made a more compelling story during Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I mean, would have had it be the Power Stone, and that's the end I would have made the Captain Marvel, and, Captain, and then the Marvels, I would have made the villain super giant. Now that now that would have been cool because she's the member of the Black Order that we didn't see in the MCU for some reason. Now now that would have been now that would have been a much more villain than what we got in the Marvels. Yeah, either way, we'll talk oh about boy, when yeah, we we'll talk about this the next episode. The theaters, we'll talk about this the next episode of Multiverse Mega. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that at another time. So yeah, like, yeah, we'll discuss it another time. But yeah, Kahori was interesting. I hope they use her again. Um. Thanks. Um, what did you guys say? I guess was the I guess the most interesting scenario to go with hmm. the MCU that they went with, like 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 a character making a different decision. You know, like I said, when it comes to the multiverse, it can basically depend on uh, on on which section of the timeline that can branch out in. And that's what I love about about the multiverse is that there, is that it's a number of infinite possibilities. I agree. I honestly think. What's I'm looking for? Yeah, I think the episodes that I think were pretty great with terms of like the Peter Quill one attacking Earth's mightiest heroes. Who's that? Oh yeah, Peter. <laughs> yeah, the the Peter Quill episode was very very good. Is basically Yondu delivering Peter Quill to to ego. Like that's an interesting decision. Yes, like, exactly. And like, what if the what if Tony Stark couldn't fall through the portal in the first Avengers before it closed after throwing the missile at the Shatari mothership? Another interesting scenario. One that I didn't think made a lot of sense as I was watching the episode until we got the reveal of like who was the outlier was in the sixteen oh two episode. Because I'm thinking about how the hell is this happening? It didn't make sense to me. Then we found out, oh, it was Cap during Infinity War. He hit the Time Stone on the Gauntlet, and it merged two time periods together. That's pretty freaking powerful. Doctor Strange really, whoa. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, uh, like when Cap hit the Time Stone and, and, and somehow merged 2018 and 1602 together. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, because I thought, like, those things happening was, I thought it was an incursion happening. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm like is this an incursion with those, port- flip. with those riffs that like Wanda was trying to steal? I thought it was, is it an incursion? Is it because of, like Peggy or something like this? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. Because like Peggy was in that episode again, I guess because Steve was the one who hit yeah. the stone. And, and I really liked how it was set up during uh, the Captain Carter episode. Especially like with the ending, like where she like fell through a where she fell through a portal and ended up in sixteen oh two. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I don't yeah. know. But yeah. and of course, like Doctor well Strange, channel, really? Yeah, I may as well channel our current Doctor Shooty Godswell by going. Someone tell me what the hell is going on here. Well, I think also didn't tenth the tenth Doctor say that too? I don't know if he did, but. What, what, oh, it was another sure. doctor before him. He's like, wondering what the hell is going on here? I don't shoot. Actually, no, no, all right, now, now I gotta look this up. 
So while Tommy looks up uh, a certain amount of information that he's looking up, there's been some rumors going around about a possible recast rumor for Kang the Conqueror. Not not now, not now, guys. I don't think it's the time for this. Yeah. If there are going around, you can like look it up. But yeah, I mean, I should hold on to it. Yeah. That's but, the first uh, thing I opened up was the, was the thing. Hold on. Yeah, so, but like I said, if anything, uh, of course, we'll bring it up in, a, in, in another Multiverse Mega installment, but rumor has it that Coleman Domingo of Fear the Walking Dead is rumored to play the newest version of Kang the Conqueror. Now, like I said, this is rumors, and we will discuss it on the next installment of Multiverse Mega. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't had any Kang members in What If. You think that would be a good place to throw in some variants? For the you know, I was going to say the same thing. But then the big question was is that, was it going to be Jonathan Majors before? Was it going to be Jonathan Majors or somebody else? I don't know. Hold on a second. Oh, that's funny. Even Loki said, can somebody explain what the, what the hell is going on? Hmm. But I was going to say, about with the... with, with Ka- What if... Yeah. And I know what you're going to say from before. is like, uh, if they could have thrown, like, some Kang variants in What If Season 2, what variants do you think would possibly fit in that scenario? Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. You have any possibilities, Zach? There's rumor that like Rama Tut would be the villain for Moon Knight season two. That too. But uh yeah. I mean I mean that would be pretty cool to see. But of course. So all in all, how how should we grade what is season two? Zach, you go first. So, like I said, how should we grade Loki? I mean, how Not should we Loki. grade What is season two? Um, I gave it like a seven and a half out of ten. I felt like some episodes were better than others. That makes sense. I feel like Zach, what do you think? I'm at 8 out of 10. As Tommy DeVito said, there are some episodes and some scenarios that are better than others. I agree with them. Or like that were handled better. That they were handled better and they were executed properly. Yeah, I feel like they're like some episodes like they should do or something like some Thanos winning stuff. Look at what if the other half was snapped. Some like a what if. I'm trying to think about other episodes. Yeah, what they could do with like various moments. I mean, mm-hmm. something like that. Or, or, oh, I got one. What if Wenwu never took off the ten rings? Ooh, Shang Chi. When now, that had, would be that would be pretty out, cool. Yeah, when he when he met Shang Chi and I forgot the sister's name. Was it uh? No, I'm gonna look it up right now. Trying to remember her name. Uh, was he it Shang Chi's mother? Oh, Jaling. I think that's right. Yes. That's yeah, so, right. Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, Xiaoling, the mother, when he met the mother, like he said he took them off and he started growing older and then he didn't have them on. She was killed by like raiders. Or was it right? I forgot who was that killed her, but like what if what if Wenwu never took the rings off? 
if he was there for that. Oh. Yeah, that could have been a better cool story if the mother was still around. Like, that like I said, that'd be a cool possibility. Yeah, what if the Eternals intervened? Possible. With Thanos. Also, I remember seeing like people like at Comic-Con in 2022, because they weren't at Comic-Con 2023, when they were doing the animation section, they were talking about what if... There was a picture of like Icarus in animation. What? Yeah, like, where was that episode? I don't know. Like Icarus with a couple other characters. My best guess, they're probably going to save that for season three. Yeah, because apparently season three may have been confirmed. I think next season, be a little more creative or do some more interesting scenarios, please. Like, I understand. Yeah, okay, you want to spread this thing out as much as you can. But guys, come on. Like, there's more to be told. There's alternate routes that maybe we would like to see. Yes, it's the multiverse, for God's sake. One of the reasons, yeah. why, one of the reasons why we saw... Because, like, the Happy Hogan episode felt like a fan fiction. It felt like I gave it to, to like, my to like my nine-year-old cousin and said, here, right, who's a fan of Marvel, hey, write something for me. Based off of the MCU. And that's what he came up with. Oh, boy. I mean, mm-hmm. like, do some stuff. Like, like, the Ultron episode. Why we like that episode so much? Because it was an alternate take. Like, what if Loki won? What if Loki was never found by the TVA? Exactly. That's actually exactly. what I'm saying. What if the what if Red Skull was able to leave Vormir? Damn, well, Marvel! I'm giving you such good episodes here. Yeah, there's so many great what if scenarios. What if the Eternals intervened? What if yeah. Loki won? What if Loki was never found by the TVA? What if the or other half? Like, like what if the other what if the other half of what if the other half of Avengers Infinity War survived? How yeah, would that Marvel. how would that change the events of Avengers oh, yeah. Endgame? Yeah. What if Wemu never took off the took off the rings? Louis Marvel, I just gave you six episodes here. For what, what if? I gave you six that. episodes here. Oh, here's another one. What if Eros was involved? Yo, that like that the Infinity Saga. That'd be something to see. Yeah, what if Eros or something with Eros? That's seven episodes. Like you gotta give up oh, two thirds of your season what, here. What if the ending of Captain America the Winter Soldier was different? Like what? You know, like uh, when Captain when Captain America tried to when he tried to stop Hydra from uh you know from infiltrating Shield and shooting uh, the three helicarriers. Yeah. What if that what if that ending what if that ending was different? Mm. Yeah, and, and another thing, what if Oh I got one. What, what if, if they, Bucky Barnes if, got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. See, Marvel, we just gave you a whole season of what? If we just gave you nine episodes of what if scenarios, we just gave you a whole fucking season. There you go. It's yeah. The, the offer That's why I gave it a seven table, out, out of ten. There's more they could do. Some episodes were good, some were not. Same thing like season one. I'd say it's on par with season one. Same same level of quality. We just gave you amazing episodes here, guys. Come on. Come on, man. We have three guys oh, yeah, on the internet exactly. for this. Exactly. You come out with some better stuff with you than what than, than you're doing. Then what the hell are you going? But anyway, Alex, what would you get this season? Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn, torn, but I'm but I'm sort of leaning towards like a seven point five or or if I had if I had to round it up, I'd say eight. Some episodes were good. Some were just need better writing. I agree. So wait, when do you think we 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 we, we can expect season three? Well, from what I've seen in the sneak peek, it's uh, they're actually, it's actually 
pretty good though. I mean, I mean, we don't know what the full episode will be, but but it somehow involves Red Guardian, Winter Soldier, and of course Bill Foster, who is of course played oh, by I. the great Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Yes. Who he actually voiced him in What If? I actually didn't know that that was him. I know. He sounded different, so I didn't think it looked like, like like oh, did they not get Lawrence Fishburne back? I'm like, oh they did. They really yeah. did. Oh, yeah, oh I love actually I have another what if. I have another what if scenario. What if the event what if the Avengers were formed in the nineties? Oh, hmm. with like Hank Pym. Yeah. Hank Pym, Goliath. Yeah. Wasp. Who else was around? Red Guardian. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. What if the Avengers in the nineties was a bit different? Yeah, I like that. The Avengers in the nineties idea. Original Ant Man. Original. Well, to be fair, I mean Janet was in the quantum realm, so. Yeah. Well, we sort of got this. Yeah, hanging out with Kang, but like we sort of also got this in the Peter Quill episode because that was like the eighties or nineties, so close enough. But Avengers in the nineties, I like that one too. With like Ant Man, Wasp, Goliath. Red Guardian, maybe the Winter Soldier. I'm trying to think who else was on that team. And oh, oh yeah, T'Chaka. T'Chaka. And also Marvel. Oh, Marvel! I forgot about her. Doctor Wendy Lawson. Yeah. I mean, what if they continued that storyline? Yeah, I would love to that, see that. That'd be pretty we cool. Have a young Peter Quill and a young and also like Hope and also have Thor on the team. You know, Thor. I forgot. Oh, I forgot Thor was in that episode. Forgetting Thor. The, the Avengers in the 90s, that's a good idea. And how maybe Howard Stark would build an Iron Man suit. Yeah, now, that would be cool to see. That would be cool. Or what if Howard Stark was able to build like his own? Because remember when Tony made an element in Iron Man 2 based off of his father's? What if he actually was able to complete it and make an own Iron Man suit? Ooh. Like that, that would be sick. Or maybe with like Hydra Tech and something with Arnim Zola. This technology, damn! This is a, okay, Marvel. We just gave you ten episodes here for for what if. So many possibilities. <laughs> so it many is. possibilities, yet so little time. Yeah, I know. Like, what if it's a show that they can air because it's animation? I think it takes a it's a little easier to do than live action. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we just gave you so many freaking good episodes here. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can only really imagine what they're gonna do with the Fantastic Four. Oh my god, what what if once they get the Fantastic Four there scenarios? Mm. But yeah, like seriously, like episodes we just thought of. What if Eternals intervened? What if the Avengers assembled in the nineties? What if when we never took off the ten rings? What if what if Loki was never found by the TVA? What if Red Skull was able to leave Vormir? Did I say that one already? I don't know. So we got like so much good so much good stuff. What if Thanos won? What if the other half was survived? So mm-hmm. nice. So many good stories that they could have done. That, that they could yeah. Have done. Like I said, oh, yeah, what if Bucky so... Barnes got the Super Soldier Serum? Oh, yes. But like I said, there are so many possibilities that you can tell. So and I that, feel like, and this... that's the whole thing, like when it comes to the multiverse, it's like you can branch out in any single portion of history and tell an alternate timeline of it. Exactly. Like you can literally take one moment and change it. Like and and that's where Doctor Strange. It, it like multiverses have become all the rage these days. Everybody's like, doing the multiverse. Even even the reality TV show Big Brother. Like I watch that show every year when the season's out. They legit the season is theme of se- this most recent season in twenty twenty three season twenty five. 
was the multiverse. Oh, God. Marvel has the multiverse. DC has it. Star Wars may be doing it. I wouldn't I would be surprised if Doctor Who would be doing it, too. I mean, they already have time and space. Why not the multiverse? Because uh, I would not be surprised, though. Don't please put me what the hell is going on here. If Russell T. Davies decides to say, hey, surprise, we're doing a multiverse. I wouldn't be surprised. At this point, the multiverse is happening in. But anyway, I'd say that about does it. Yeah. Oh. So that was our review for What If Season 2. I hope you all guys enjoyed. But until then, we'll catch you on this other. So follow us on Instagram, listen to us on Spotify. And until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll catch you on this other side of the multiverse. We'll see you next time. See you. Laters. Ciao. Well, see you later, dudes.